Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. I am Cleve Gaddis, and I appreciate you sticking with us through the break. During this segment, interest rates, interest rates, interest rates, it is the topic of discussion everywhere. We've got John Birchfield, our expert contributor, on with us, and we're going to talk all things mortgages, so just hang tight. If we want to connect, if you want to connect, Go to gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back, share ideas, request your neighborhood be featured in the neighborhood spotlight, or you can subscribe to our podcast. I love to communicate with our listeners. Go to gogaddisradio.com today, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Without further ado, John Birchfield, ABP, and my favorite mortgage consultant with Capital City Home Loans. Welcome, sir. Hey, Cleve. Good to, good to see you. Good to uh, be with you today. For those who wonder whether or not I really trust John Birchfield, I got a loan from him a couple of months ago, and I'm in the process of getting another loan from him now. I am finding now is a really good time to invi- to buy investment property. And, John, I have to tell you, uh, you know, you and I both do this for a living, but it's always kind of special yeah. for me to work through the process with you. And what yeah. is cool is I get to experience what my buyers experience. And, right. you know, you and I have a lot of discussions about how do we improve this process? What do we do? Here's, you know, lots of things. So, anyway, thank you very much for always having my back. I appreciate it. And if anybody wants to reach out to John, it is easy. You can go to Go Gaddis Radio, click on Contact Us, say, hey, get that mortgage guy to call me, and we will definitely do that. Or you can call 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. John Birchfield got out of Racetrack, the gas station, the other day. I went in to grab <laughs> myself a little coffee. I walked out to the car. To fill up my car was $55 and whatever, but it looked to me, because there was 10 gallons put in, it looked like it was $101. And yeah. when that happened, my now, it's not that I can't afford $100 fill up of gas, but my heart just sank. And so yeah. as I started thinking about that, and, and praise the Lord, it was only $54 or $55, but I started thinking, okay, the price of a gallon of gas is way up. The price of eggs, the price of food, the price of building materials, all this stuff is way up. The price of airfare has gone up 38%, as I understand, or 36% year over year. It is nutty. Yep. Yeah. What does the price increasing in all of these consumer items, what does it have to do with the increase in mortgage interest rates? That's a great question. But the, the easiest way that I process it in my mind okay. is to think about um, the cost of money over time. You know, if a dollar today is only worth 80 cents tomorrow, then if I'm to lend somebody a dollar, I want them to pay me back more over time to compensate for the devaluation of that dollar because the dollar won't mean as much in my pocket once they pay me back in years to come. And the same principle applies to mortgages. When, when a borrower is paying us back over 30 years, then we the, the, the industry, the people who buy and securitize mortgages, needs a higher rate of return on that money to compensate for the devaluation of the dollar, that dollar not being worth as much. Yep. Uh, so so, so can we put some, some numbers to it? If it. a If a lender <clears throat> needs to get, let's just say in today's market, a 4% return. But mm-hmm. inflation was at three percent. 
then the lender needs to get a 7% return in order to net the 4% return after the 3% inflation. Now, I know that I'm doing those numbers simply and they don't work out exactly to the penny, but right. is that what you're saying is that investors Yeah, that illustrates the principle for de- sure. Investors demand a premium for their money today to offset the risk, the exposure to um I'm totally drawing a blank uh, to uh, inflation. Thank you. I was yeah. going to say appreciation or, or isolation. <laughs> I was. I knew it was something that started with a, with an I. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, otherwise, if that wasn't the case, then nobody would fund mortgages. The liquidity It'd of the mortgage away. market would dry up, mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be money at all to be had to fund mortgages and help home buyers purchase a home. Yep. So it, it's it's just the way the market works. In order for there to be money available for for buyers to uh, to borrow. Would it be saying, and you're not supposed to quote rates on the radio, I can talk about rates. Would it be safe to say that interest rates in the last 60 days have gone up uh, a point to a point and a half? In the last two weeks uh, is close to, yes, 60 days, sure. But the majority of that increase has been just in the last two weeks. The largest one week increase over a seven day period of time since 1987 was just last week. So it's um, it's significant for sure. And for somebody who doesn't understand the consequences, if you have a hundred thousand dollar mortgage and your interest rates goes up a percent, you're paying a thousand dollars or more, thousand dollars more a year in interest. Now I know that goes down over time, but it is a significant thing. So with interest rates rising, why wouldn't it make more sense, or does it make more sense for someone to rent a home? Because there's still plenty of homes for rent in Metro Atlanta than to yeah. buy a home. Give us your thoughts. Uh, no way. Um, listen, rent is 100% interest, right? You're not building any equity in any way when you're when you're renting. And uh, I like to tell people wow. that you're buying a house. Are you buying your house or are you buying your landlord's house? I saw somebody uh, say, hey, oh, if you rent for your entire life, you buy three or four or five landlord houses. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, 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 you know, we could talk about those numbers and people could say, okay, but I don't have home repairs or maintenance. I can just call when the air conditioner breaks. Okay. But what do you do when the landlord calls and says, hey. It's time to go. I want to sell. You're gone. Go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell that house, or I'm going to, or your rent's going up four hundred dollars a month. Hey, you know those so, are those can be catastrophic events. John, a gentleman you and I both know who helps us with contracting work all over the place, had a landlord show up and say, "Hey, sixty days, you need to be out." He's been in that house for years. He's done lots of improvements. He planned to be able to yeah. buy it, and now his whole life has been disrupted, That's and right. he's got to move on. So rent can go up every year as well. I mm-hmm. own some rental property, and the reality is is that I needed to catch up to market rate on the rent, so we raised rents on the tenants, and I feel badly. But the reality is is that it's fair for me to get a market rent and it's fair for them to pay a market rent so rent can go up over time your mortgage payment cannot go up your taxes can go up your insurance can go up but your principal and your interest can't go up unless you have an adjustable rate mortgage or something like that so a fixed rate mortgage locks in those housing expenses now a lot of people john have not even considered this option since probably sometime between 2000 and 2008 and that is adjustable rate Mm. mortgages. Now, the last two mortgages I got with you were both adjustable rate mortgages, 10-year fixed adjustable rate mortgages. Now, the reason you and I decided to do that is we know that those properties will be paid off in 10 years, so I don't really have any exposure uh, in that situation. But let's talk about the pros and the cons of adjustable rate mortgages. Yeah, well, the pros is is you're going to get a much lower interest rate than a 30-year fixed. Right. So and in, in today's world, what we're talking about is a hybrid adjustable rate mortgage is the term we like to oh, use because oh, okay. it is fixed for a P 
period of time. Oh, God. Okay, so that's a good, good point, because when I say adjustable rate mortgages, people might think about something that could adjust every month from the very first month. Yeah, from day but, one. But these mortgages are fixed for like three years or five years or seven years or 10 years. I don't know what the what the time frames are. Yeah, and in the current climate, the, the ones we're talking about, the ones that really make the most sense with dollars uh, when you do the math is the seven and 10-year options. So something that's locked in for seven years or 10 years, uh, just depending on what the, what fits the borrower's needs the best. But the advantage, lower rate. You're going to save a ton of interest over that seven or ten year period of time, uh, and we love to illustrate that for for buyers so they know exactly what those savings are. So you can uh, run those. Cons, you can run those numbers for them. Sure. Oh. Yeah. We'll look at what a thirty year fixed payment would be. What say the ten year arm payment would be? Well, the difference between the two, you multiply for 120 months. That's guaranteed savings. Uh, and, and we've done that math on an average sales price home in Atlanta, 20% down. You know, you're looking at at $40,000 savings of interest in a 10-year period of time. It's significant. That is right? amazing. So that's certainly the advantage. Um, disadvantage, if it is your forever home, if you're confident that you're going to be there and you don't have the capacity to pay extra towards your principal, you know, that's not something that's in your financial plan uh, so that you may hold that mortgage for longer than 10 years. You may want to think about the 30-year fix just to provide the security that your payment wouldn't go up over time. Well, the nice thing is is if you uh, lock in at, say, a 6% rate or whatever it is, and I know we've got a little bit of feedback going on, but I think it's okay. Um, if you lock in and interest rates go down, you can refinance. I mean, yeah. so if they go down two years from now or one year from now or three years from now, you know, you'll know or you should be able to know when the rates have decreased enough to make the closing cost on the new loan worthwhile and you can refinance. But if you lock in at that 30-year fixed rate, you know that rate's not going to change for 30 solid years, and that's really right. cool. Now, there are some interest rate caps, I believe, in some of these ARM products, meaning it can increase, but only a certain amount per year and only a certain amount over the life of the loan. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. We always want to have some safety nets in there so that we can explain to the borrower exactly what their worst case scenarios might be once the interest rate does start changing at the end of the fixed term. So again, back to the 10 years, you're guaranteed the rate for 10 years. At the end of that 10 years, it would be typical for that interest rate to be able to change as much as five percentage points at one time. Okay. So that would be the big change right at the end of 10 years, kind of resetting the mortgage to the current market, if you will. Yep. Um, but that's also the lifetime cap. So it could never go up beyond that if it were to change that much all at one time. Yeah. Now, so, so interesting. Now, could it go back down? Because it's based on absolutely. some type of index, right? Yeah. 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 In fact, on the very first adjustment, it could go down. What? There's no what? There's, there's no rule that says it will go up. What index are the arms set to now? It used to be like li are, LIBOR, are but they don't do use so the LIBOR, LIBOR anymore. Went away. Yeah, okay. yeah, they, they canceled the LIBOR. They replaced it with the SOFR, um, <laughs> and you're going to tease me with what that stands for. But it's, it's simply just an index that banks use to decide what uh, to lend money to another bank at, and then we use that to extrapolate mortgage rates. I got it. I got it. John, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. And this mortgage rate environment is something that you got to watch every single day. The reality is Atlanta, it still makes more sense to buy a home than to rent a home. And in most cases, even with the higher interest rates, you still can you pay less on a monthly basis for the average home in Metro Atlanta if you buy it compared to if you sell it. Remember, uh, we're going to go away. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Atlanta has scored the World Cup 
in 2026. We're going to talk about that. And does a potential recession mean there will be a high housing crisis? We don't believe so. Stick with us, and we'll tell you the reasons why. We'll be back. <laughs> 